There's an event Sunday, Building Bridges, Not Borders, celebrating World Refugee Day through music and storytelling. And to talk about that this morning, I am joined by Ronna Kincaid from the Wyndham Region Interfaith Working Group and Pam Roberts, Wyndham Region Interfaith Working Group and Quiet Corner Refugee Resettlement. Ladies, good morning. Thank you for joining me for today. Let me start with Rhonda. Building Bridges, Not Borders. What is this event all about? Well, we wanted to, we had a number of of co-sponsoring groups, all of us interested in trying to help our communities be more welcoming and appreciative of our neighbors who have come here uh, in under a variety of circumstances from all over the world. And uh, so some of them will be telling their stories, and we have uh, an immigrant who is going to be uh, entertaining us with music. Um, we have a, a photo exhibit that... Uh, has a number of wonderful uh, museum-quality portraits of immigrants and um, narratives from their of their stories, um, and all of that is happening on Sunday, and it really is a celebration, and, and we hope that it will also help people um, be more involved in the various groups that are working to help our neighbors. This program comes up Sunday at 2 p.m. at the Stores Congregational Church Parish Auditorium. Pam Roberts, it might be moved outside if the weather holds? Well, if the weather works, we are going to be outside. It makes it a festive um, lawn activity, and people feel a little more comfortable outside than inside right now um, because of the surge with the different parts of the pandemic. But um, we uh, we um, hope that the weather will be good, although it's not getting any better as I watch what's going <laughs> on. But um, we 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 can manage it no matter what. There'll be signs out when people arrive that say either go up to the auditorium in the second floor of our parish house, or uh, put. It'll be really easy to see. There'll be tents outside, and uh, there'll be uh, lawn chairs being brought by people. Um, if they can, and uh, we'll we'll be able to accommodate many people on that lawn, uh, and people will be able to hear the music well. We've got some AV all set up, so it's going to be an exciting day. Pam, you want to piggyback on what Rhonda was talking about, about what your overall vision or mission of this event is all about? Well, you know, um, everybody now, um, especially now, um, with the political for and the ban on refugees coming in and a, a slow start to be able to get people in even after the new administration went in. Um, people are wanting to know what can we do as individuals. And, you know, there are things that can be done and there are things that can be done locally and there's ways that individuals can learn more about those neighbors who are immigrating and, and refugees that are settling in this area and each of the groups doing things with, with our, part, our partners um, uh, in, in making sure that Wyndham and the whole of the eastern part of, northeastern part of, the, of Connecticut is a, a place of welcoming for persons that have found a way to get here, have worked through the system, and um, in many different ways now with the evacuation of Afghanistan, um, uh, all sorts of things. 
every day on the news um, make people feel like, oh, I wish there was something I could do, and there is. <laughs> so we have a number of resources in our exhibit around um, ways to advocate and educate, and um, we're inviting school groups and others to be a part of what's going on. And Rhonda, you touched on sponsors. Who's making this event possible? Uh, we have a, a variety of folks. It's really been a wonderful collaboration. The Wyndham Region Interfaith Group um, is a group of people from different faiths and from the broader community who are working towards justice and peace to uh, try to have a better understanding uh, in our community across all different religious and cultural groups. Um, the Quiet Corner Refugee Settlement uh, co-sponsors refugee families uh, and helps with housing and transportation, translation, um, providing household goods for folks that are trying to settle here. Um, the Neighbor Fund provides um, financial support for legal services for people uh, in our communities who are seeking asylum uh, or a better immigration status. And then in uh, New Haven, the Integrated Refugee and Immigrant Services, which works with Quiet Corner uh, Refugee Resettlement, um, also does similar things in terms of providing basic needs and housing and case management. And the Dodd Center for Human Rights has also been um, supporting us. So it's really been a great collaboration. And people will well, people from all these different groups will also be at the event Sunday, and if anyone is interested in how they could volunteer or help from the, the smallest way of just giving somebody a ride or helping provide uh, somebody with some basic needs and some furniture they need to helping co-sponsor a family, anywhere in between, they can learn about how they could do that. Pam, I think when people hear the word refugee, pretty much ripped from today's headlines, they think the southern border and they think Ukraine. But with what you're doing, doesn't it go well beyond that? Aren't there many refugees from other parts of the world that we don't hear about on a day-to-day -day basis? Yes, um, and that's the nice thing about this display that we have that's open to the public, not just on Sunday, but all, um, on days between now and then. And then that, that display will be going around. But we have we have stories of people from Africa. Um, actually, right now, there's a fair amount of assignments made from Iris. That's the place in New Haven that sort of asks um, the different kinds of partnerships like QCRR um, to take people based on where they might feel comfortable. Um, and because some people have families, they're trying to do the um, Ukraine and is beginning to um, be settled um, and get into the system, but not quite here yet. But Afghanistan is very active. Um, we have settled here in Wyndham um, families from Syria and also up in the um, Woodstock corner uh, families from Bosnia. And that's one of our speakers speaking about their experience in coming here almost 20 years ago um, from Bosnia. So the Quiet Corner has been doing this for a while. Um, it's just that things sort of got really quiet for a while. And we're now um, on a go situation of receiving another family, and we settled a family in January. So um, it's busy. <laughs> and Rhonda, take that a step further and give me 
an example of a refugee who's come to this area. Where do they live? And then how do they sustain themselves? Do they wind up getting a job? How do they learn English? Well, right. you know, I, I, think, I think Pam can, can talk to you about maybe more specifically, but one of the things that I wanted to mention that, you, that ties into your question is that in the Building Bridges photo exhibit, there's a there's text that comes from interviews with each of these there's 27 uh, individuals who agreed to be photographed and tell their story, and this was created by a group uh, up in Massachusetts called Family Diversity Project. But one of the things that that exhibit and that our event is also trying to do is to challenge the myths and the stereotypes that people often have of refugees and immigrants. And when you look at that exhibit. It, there are numbers and numbers of people in that exhibit who came from all over the world, and they are all, almost all, in, in a wide variety of professions. So they've become lawyers, they've become doctors, they've become um, teachers, social workers. It, you know, it's it's not the typical um, kind of kind of challenges. The typical, I think, view that somebody comes here and they're not skilled or they don't know the language they can't they can't become uh successful and um pam you can you can maybe give more of a specific example right well i i think what goes on behind the scenes when we have a family assigned to the qcrr group is uh, that we have a, a core group of 15 or so people and that um, they start working right then and there on um, where do we have pockets of employers who are willing to work with us? Where do we have people who speak the language that might be coming? Um, how, do we, how do we use our international students at the university to be able to, at both the university and at, at um, Eastern um, State, State State of Connecticut University um, down in, in Willimantic, we're in a really good spot to be able to find the kinds of resources that help. We have people that help them open a bank account. We have, and we support them in a really intense way for at least six months and then start weaning away to build that independence that allows them. So we had our, our person that came in in, in, um, in, the family that came in, the dad of that family is already employed, and he's got a bike, and he's riding his bike to work when he has to be there. And um, the family is beginning to um, see the results of that employment. And um, because we have this resettlement process that's subsidized by both federal, state, and local funds, then we can subsidize and help them get to where they're completely independent. And we've done that for four families. Um, and this, this next one is not going to be any exception. He's on his, you know, the family is on their way to, to making it. And Pam, perhaps you can talk about the challenges inherent with integrating a child or children of refugee families of this area, including schools and things like that. I would love to talk about that. We have a whole team of people that work on the education piece of things. And depending upon where they're settling, like we've settled in Mansfield, we've settled in places, as I said, in Woodstock. We, um, that's been done by a different group than 2CRR. But 
Um, they're in touch with the schools even before and on an ongoing basis to say, we just said go. We have the money. We have a potential uh, apartment, and we're ready to go. So um, we want you to know that as soon as we get the family here, we'll be in touch around making that possible for them to attend school. And the schools are unbelievably helpful um, in making that happen. So um, uh, a little story, you know, a six-year-old going into first grade, um, they'd never seen a playground. So um, we got some preparation going by having play dates at the playgrounds and teaching them what it is when you go out and you have all this equipment because they're more used to playing with um, they have games that they played in the refugee um, uh, camps um, after they left Syria, for example. They go to camps in nearby countries, and that's when they begin the process. It's usually a three-year process to get here. But the kids have been born, many of them, in a refugee camp. And so they, they, need, they, they needed to learn to play. And then when they get in school, it's their peers that are teaching them English, and they are like sponges. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was with a three-year-old yesterday, and that three-year-old was able to, I, was, I, I can't talk in their language, but I had, and I wasn't prepared, I was spending some time uh, that was unexpected, and I just pulled out of my pocketbook a bunch of different masks, and we talked about what colors were, and she was telling me yellow and orange and red. And, you know, she didn't say anything in English when she first came. It's amazing. And are we getting Ukrainian refugees to this area now? Well, you know, that's a conversation we might want to focus on because it's very different with the Ukrainian um, families that were uh, evacuated they are not coming in as refugees. They're coming in in amnesty kinds of special situations because they were would be at risk because of their involvement and support of our military. Um, uh, excuse me, that's Afghanistan. But the Ukrainian ones, what I'm hearing, and, and there's been some good programs. I, um, I can talk about that a lot. But what I'm hearing is that Ukraines are right now so tied and so proud of their own country that even though they've moved into camps and surrounding countries, they have not started to make, very few of them have started to make arrangements to go through the UN process for refugee status. Because once they do that um, and their name comes up, they're like sort of on on the bandwagon, you know, for a two to three year wait to come to a country that they want to. And they really want to go back to their homes. The event to celebrate World Refugee Day is coming up Sunday at 2 at the Stores Congregational Church on North Eagleville Road. Free parking on the street by the church and in the nearby Yukon parking lots. If the weather is good, It'll be outdoors. Bring a lawn chair indoors if the weather is not good in the Parish House Auditorium with masking strongly recommended. The event to celebrate World Refugee Day coming up on Sunday in stores. Ronna Kincaid, Wyndham Region Interfaith Working Group, and Pam Roberts, Wyndham Region Interfaith Working Group and Quiet Corner Refugee Resettlement. Thank you for joining me this morning. Thanks so much for having us, Wayne. It's always pleasant to get.